All right, my guest today, one more time, is Zachary Babcock. He is a returning guest. He's one of the guys who's been mentoring me as far as podcasts and building a brand. He is doing all kinds of awesome stuff. If you see him on social media, if you check the notes, you'll see all the ways to follow him and follow what he's doing with his podcast, Powertrain, and his Underdog Empowerment podcast. It's huge. It gets massive downloads. He helps other people figure out a way to get their podcast out there, get them top rank, monetize and do all kinds of stuff. And uh, this is the second time he was on. So we talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that's been going on with him now and in the future. We talk about some of the stuff he's doing mentally, physically, uh, experimenting with psychedelics for mental health, um, some cool stuff he's doing on some different fronts, a new podcast he's got called Convicted Life. And if you haven't listened to the first one, he's got an amazing story about going to prison and you know being in solitary and working his way out and, and building these routines and this mental toughness and coming out and reinventing his life for him and his children and all kinds of stuff. So he definitely has a great story. If you've missed the first one, definitely go back and watch the previous episode. And uh, this one's awesome. The guy's really good guy, really easy to talk to, very helpful. Um, definitely check him out. He gives a promo code. So if you guys go to nicknick.com slash links under affiliates, I will have the code up there for you by the end of today to get, uh, I think for $47, you can get his entire podcast powertrain course for figuring out how to get your everything you need to know about putting the podcast together, starting it, um, getting the best quality, getting it out there, getting guests, everything you can think of. So great course. I've been through it. Uh, he does an awesome job. He's a great guy. He's doing big things. We're definitely following his podcast. He's had some huge guests. Um, Sean Whelan, we talk a little bit about that. Grant Cardone, John Lee Dumas, some of the biggest names in business, some of the biggest names in in um in mindset coaches, high performance coaches, just uh, across the board, he's just had a lot of great people. And uh, he's always a good guy to talk to, always interesting, and he's doing some big things. But thank you for coming on again. Thank you for your help, Zachary Babcock. Definitely follow him, check him out. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by Nationwide Business Capital Group. So definitely jump on nicknick.com slash links, check out under affiliates, and tell Marianne that the A-Game podcast sent you over to get the most competitive rates and terms and get the most creative financing solutions for all of your real estate needs. And then definitely follow me on all social media and message me or shoot me an email, podcast at nicknicknick.com. If you would like to start doing some real estate deals together or would like me to be on your podcast, you to come on mine. So hope everybody's doing awesome. Hope everybody has an outstanding day. Uh, thank you so much, Zachary Bobcock. And thank you guys for listening. Have an awesome day. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands, people that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today, once again on the A-Game Podcast, is the host of the Underdog Empowerment Podcast, also now the host of the Convicted Life Podcast. He is the author of From Prison to Promised Land, also the founder of the Podcast Powertrain Syndicate and the creator of the Powertrain System and the Alpha Underdog brand. You can find him on underdogempowerment.com. Please welcome one of the most polarizing characters these days in podcasting that specializes in entrepreneurship, productivity, mental toughness, mindset. And he's had some of the biggest names from all kinds of different walks of life, including Andy Frisella, Greg Cardone, the co-founder of Netflix. And I can't even begin to show you the amount of huge names that this guy has come across. He is one of the most popular figures on Clubhouse these days. Please welcome back to the A-Game Podcast, Mr. Zachary Babcock. Yo, what's going on, my dude? I'm happy to be back, man. Last time it was a blast, Nick. Yeah, man, it was good. I was good. I saw you were, uh, like you said, you were taking a little bit of a break from getting on other people's podcasts. And once I saw that you were kind of making the rounds again, I jumped all over it. I was like, man, I got to get this guy back on. And I love it because the last time we we kind of talked, you were in the process of starting to really scale up and, and, and form more of a business and hire some people underneath you. And then obviously, you know, the pandemic happened and stuff, but I've been watching all you're doing. And it looks like not only have you been making a lot of really positive changes in your business and your brands and branching out to different things, but mentally and physically, I've been watching you put a lot more time into really a lot of self-awareness stuff that's coming out of the podcast and physical transformation stuff. So like, you know, that's always, I think what everybody's striving for is like, how do I have that balance of like mind, body and business? And, and you're doing that now. So I definitely just want to have you kind of just run out, man. What's, what's been going on since we talk? What's new? Oh man, so much, dude. I'm so glad that you brought that up though, man. Cause that stuff, 
I, don't get me wrong. I get excited. I love talking about marketing and stuff. I get super excited about it. But at the end of the day, business problems, yeah, they're challenging, but they're nothing compared to working on that deep inner stuff. You know what I'm saying? That those traumas that you had or some limiting beliefs, some programming that's running that you don't even know that you're not even conscious of. Like that's the real work. That work is the work that most people run away from. So I love talking about it, man. Thanks for asking that. Definitely. Definitely. So what, what's new in the business side of stuff? Because, you know, for me, I, I love that, you know, and that's something I've been missing a little bit since everything was shut down is I, I forgot until I went back to New York and started getting on the mats again about how I'm having these business hurdles or, or whatever type of roadblock I'm hitting. And then I go get choked out by a couple of my buddies for an hour and you come back and it's like, all the answers are there. So like really those breakthroughs of having that reset have been huge for me. So how has the the physical transformation and you focusing more on your physical health and exercise helped you open up more doors and find more solutions on the business side of stuff. Yeah, dude, uh, man. Well, well, for one, um, in the beginning of this year, uh, in January, I decided I was like, man, I, I just did a mastermind. I went to it, man. Uh, I had 10, 10 clients fly out over to us. And I'm like, I'm immediately like, okay, what's next? What's next? I don't know if you ever do it. Like where you get a big win and it, it lasts for like 20 seconds. <laughs> I was like, what's next or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I stopped and I paused, man. I was like, wait a minute, dude, just a, six years ago, you were in prison and you didn't even have any idea of what you were going to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in a pretty low place and, and now you got all these people that are flying across the country to come your mastermind and learn from you. And I'm like, you got to, be grateful and appreciate right now, you know? And I was like, man, this ain't, if I don't stop now, like this will never end. It's always going to be what's next. And then, and then I went and I left that mastermind. Right. And then we flew directly from Florida to uh, Utah to interview Sean Whalen. And then I'm interviewing Sean Whalen and that dude's just a fucking beast. And um, as we're doing it, like he, he's basically holding up a mirror for me and it's showing me that I'm not living up to my own identity that I'm falling short in, in many areas in life. You know, like I'm killing it in business, but my relationships were shit. My health was shit. And the whole reason why I started this was to be in my kid's life. And I'm sitting here working 16 to 18 hour days, barely spending any time with him. So I made the decision, long story short, I made a decision right then and there. And I started working 20 hours a week, 12 PM to 4 PM Monday through Friday that lasted one week. And then I killed off Fridays all, all together. And I go hiking every Friday now, uh, and now I work 16 hours a week. Sometimes I work a little bit more. Sometimes I work a little bit less. But usually it's from 12 to 4 p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday. And what that's done, being able to step away from the business like that and get a QB, an operator in place. Dude, I, I, now I can see the whole picture a lot more clearly now. I can see things that I couldn't see before because I was trapped inside too much. My creativity has jumped back through the roof, dude. Like I feel on fire more than I've ever been. Uh, just a lot of things, man. So yeah, I was, I, uh, up until that point, man, I was, I was losing. I thought I was winning, but I was really losing because I wasn't doing shit for my relationships, my finance, all that. And you got to put the whole picture together, man. I think that that's great. There's a couple of different things I want to touch on from that. First off, Sean Whalen, that, that dude is, uh, I met him through Mark Evans and he showed up at Mark Evans. Um, Mark Evans was doing like this, this two day event in Ohio and Sean Whalen kind of like opened up for him to like kind of get things going. I didn't know who he was, but he caught my interest because he was like, oh, you know, I had a few MMA fights and he said something that I was related to. He's like, look, man, he's like, nobody who's ever fought is going to make fun of me for losing a fight. And like, and, and you know, that relates a lot to just entrepreneurs in general. People are out there doing that, that whole man in the arena thing. But it was funny because he got up and Mark Evans is very tough love. But Sean Whalen, he started like calling out people in the audience like, you don't need a fucking pen, bro. You know everything. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. Like, like, it was funny, but he was so intense. But it was one of those things where certain people get their message across in different ways. And I feel like he really has that niche of getting it down and making you feel like, oh, like a lot like Mark Evans does. He's just kind of slapping you upside the head and making you realize stuff that you really should have known already. But sometimes having somebody say it a little bit of a different way is like, Oh yeah. And I, I've watched him do a lot of that. So that's a huge guess for you to get. I saw that you guys, you got him. I mean, that dude's in high demand, like his, the, the engagement he gets on everything he freaking posts on Instagram is huge, man. So your, your guests are just, every time I look, you're getting somebody bigger and bigger and bigger. It, it's pretty awesome, man. What have you been doing differently to help grow and attract like such a, a huge audience and a big array of guests like that? Yeah, that's a great question, bro. Um, you know, for, for the wild, the the main play 
uh, was going on other podcasts, man. Like that has moved the needle forward more than anything else. That and that and interviewing the the high level guests in person. Those two things put together, just man, it attract so much people into the into to our own audience and stuff. Uh, because for one, you know, it's it's associating yourself with people that your audience already knows, likes, trusts, and looks up to, and is influenced by. And then so there's brand association there. And then so now they're turned on to you and they're more excited to listen to your episodes because it's the other people that they really look up to. And then for two, go when you when you go on other people's podcasts, you're getting in front of new like like we're doing right here. I'm getting in front of new audience every single time. And I get to meet other people that are up and coming podcasters, you know, in the process. And those relationships, dude, I can't, I can't begin to tell you like how powerful those relationships are that you build with these influencer people and podcasters along the way dude there's been so many like dude i've, I've spoken in uh, on stages uh because of the podcast because of like with tony watley's event uh with 365 driven me and him started jamming back in 2018 did a couple of podcast interview swaps and then he invited me to speak at his event when he did it you just never know what those relationships turn into so yeah anyways i could talk on and on for days about it but i'll shut up now and can pass it back to you well, I think that that's a great segue because my next thing I was going to talk about was your mastermind. I, I thought it was awesome. So I saw you posting pictures and stuff like that from there. And I saw how everybody was excited and you did like a, a lot of really cool documenting from there. But like you just said, you were, you started attracting other rock stars by interviewing rock stars and going on rock stars podcasts. And some of the people I've met just through your group, like the, you know, Tracy's been awesome. Like Billy bat Patty's killing it. You know, I see, um, people all over LinkedIn and all, all types of different social platforms that are specifying different things that are all part of your Facebook group and your programs. And then they come on mine and then I go on theirs. Now we're talking about business stuff or I'll post something that I need to know they were into. And like Billy will be like, dude, I got you there. Call me. I got a social media guy and get you a contract or a Tracy knows somebody. So that part of it has been huge for me, for you. I don't know how many you've done at this point, but how much has the mastermind not only helped you grow as a community and strengthen relationships, but I'm also always interested as you as the guy who is really the big name in the room, do, do you learn stuff there too? Or in like this teaching and reinforcing things help you kind of reiterate the basics sometimes? Because I've always, always found like teaching the fundamentals of something always makes you better at what you do in, in my experience. I don't know if you're finding the same thing as you're helping all these new podcasts and start and grow their podcasts. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. It's like, I feel like you don't really truly master something until you begin, until you can teach it. That's when the the mastery really starts to kick in. And then you know, even at the same time, I honestly feel like you never really truly master something. I feel like that's a never ending process, but, uh, but yeah, man, now to go back to your question though. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy because there's so many people in the mastermind that are, that are so further along than me in business, but they're coming to my, like, like there's cats that are doing seven or multi seven figures. We're not even a seven figure business yet. We're, we've been growing, we've grown a hundred percent over the last three years each year, but but we're still not even at a at a at a, a seven figure business yet. But I got seven figure business owners coming in because it's not about necessarily how much money you make. It, the the pod the 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 mastermind is for how to create a dominant brand using a podcast as one of the main tools, and that's why people come in. And what's crazy though is like our first one in January, there's a guy that came in, and man, his stuff was in shambles, man. Like he was like he was like nervous. Like he was, you know, he was, just wasn't in a great space. He had all this anxiety going on. Things weren't put together. And, um, the main thing was though, and, and that's the beauty part of it is somebody else in the mastermind was a systems guy. And I had him help me given a lot of input along with everybody else for this guy, because that's the main thing he needed was a system. He needed an integrator in place. Cause he's running around. He had a, a real estate business, a media company and all this shit. And he's running around. He had run around like a chicken with his head cut off. And he was doing it all himself. And then being able to have a systems guy in that mastermind and help identify and give and help him like show him like, hey, this is what you need because this is going to free you up all here, here, and here. Now this dude came back, the last mastermind, this dude's absolutely like killing it. We couldn't even, we honestly could barely even give him any good advice. <laughs> he was killing it so much, dude. And, and that's what you like to see, man. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. That is awesome, man. I, I always come out of masterminds. Like, you know, you go in there, like, ah, should I be going? Like, I'm busy, you know, I'm just costing money and I'm losing time for my business. And then the first day I'm kind of like, I don't even like, like, well, what are you here for? And I'm always like, I really don't know. There's like 30 different things. And like, well, you got to pick a couple of things and then I'm all stressed out again. And then by the third day or the second day, however long it is, every time I leave there, I'm always like, man, 
Like you just feel like a new, a new shot, like a, a kick in the butt. Like you feel refreshed, you feel re-energized. Like you got a whole new outlook on stuff. And so I always go in, like you said, with a lot of anxiety, but I always come out like feeling so good and so fired up. And it's just awesome. You know, you never know who you're going to come across, what kind of relationships you're going to get. And to your point, like, I think it's such a huge thing. The stuff you're doing is such a great testament to just be cool to everybody because you never know who's going to have what or know who or do what. And it's really funny the way things come together. One of, one of my buddies from my real estate days way back when, I mean, he didn't really have much at the time. I didn't have anything at the time, but he was just really nice to me. So I've always been really nice to him. And there were some times I was able to help him out with some stuff. And he's like, hey, you mind picking up the phone and talking to me? And I was like on vacation in Hawaii. And I was like, yeah, man, of course. Like jump on, I'll talk to you and your wife. And then fast forward like a couple of months, he's been like giving me podcast guests that I never would have gotten. And he's like, hey, man, I just, you know, I just want to help out. And it's like those things of just not having an agenda and just being like, hey, man, if I can help somebody, I'm gonna. And if somebody's cool, like I'm going to be cool. I'm not like if they're a dick or something, obviously, I'm not going to go my way. But I feel like that's kind of what you've been doing, man. You've just always been cool. Like every time I've gotten on the phone with you or I hear you getting on with somebody else or making a post or doing a podcast, you're just kind of who you are, you know, and, and I like that. And I feel like that that's what people are relating to, which kind of leads up to the next thing of the mental stuff you've been doing. I know you like you're going on hikes and then it seems like you have like an epiphany during your hike and then you'll make like a 15, 20 minute post. I'm really interested because it's so different than the stuff you're doing when you're interviewing people and you're going over like tactical business and branding and marketing advice. How much, um, how much interaction or comments or feedback are you getting from people on that side that you never would have thought responding to the mental stuff? Because I'm always surprised that I'm like, man, nobody wants to hear this. And then the stuff you get back is like, it means more to them than any of the business stuff is that mental stuff and people relating to it or you saying something that goes, man, I was right there too. That really helped me. I think that's just really important and underrated. Yeah, it is, dude. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, the the... At the end of the day, the business problems, I'm not saying that they're easy because, you know, they, you know, they're not easy, but they're easier than, than this mental game. Like, dude, the, the mental game is 90% of the war. You get the mental game down, then the business shit is easy, man. <laughs> For real, when you get the mental game down and, um, and there's just so much shit, man, like, like for me personally, like right now, you know, I started going out in the woods, been doing that consistently all year. And it's my thing now. It's like the thing I look forward to every week is that time alone in the woods, deep in the woods by yourself. Dude, there's just some, that, that solitude, dude, and that peace of mind and that being away from everything and just in, and, and then you're in like in the present moment, dude, like, so you're walking through the woods and like you start going into your uh, humanistic uh, uh, instincts, bro. It's like, you hear a little rushling in the bush, like, oh shit, is it a, <laughs> a bear or whatever, you know? But uh, but it's cool because it 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 helps me react and and live in the present moment. And then I get my best ideas out there, dude. And I just I journal the fuck out, out of my shit out there. And then, like you said, I'll get a, a bomb ass idea or something, and then and then I'll just go on a rant and just talk basically through what's been going through my mind during that walk. And uh that though been doing that and that's led me i'm going on this little this is a little bit out there but dude i'm going i'm going to do some uh psychedelics and it's not uh not to get high and shit but uh i'm using them for whatever you want to call it spiritual purpose but intentional purposes me specifically i'm going in it to heal traumas uh throughout my life because i know there's a lot of them and uh and i and i'm doing it because i want to be the most alpha version of myself that I can possibly be. And I truly believe that doing this shit, the hard shit that most people run away from doing that and dealing with my demons face to face, head on and going after them. I feel like that's going to make me the best person I could possibly be to make the biggest impact that I can before, before my time's up. Sick, man. Are you doing ayahuasca? Yes. I'm going to graduate to that, but I'm not going to start with that. <laughs> that's probably smart. Baby steps, right? Yeah. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going in uh, October and I got a guide and a shamra, shamra, a shaman. Shaman? Yeah. Shaman, all that. And uh, we're doing a, a MDMA to start off and it's going to be in a controlled environment and all that good stuff. And then I'll level all the way up eventually to the ayahuasca. That I heard that shit's like the real deal. Holy field. Man, yeah, I just talked to somebody who was telling me that she did that and it was amazing. And obviously, you know, I listen to all the probably same podcast guys you do that like do it and they love it. But uh, I, I started experimenting a little bit with um, microdosing mushrooms. 
Yeah, me too. The psilocybin stuff, man. And I was really scared for a little while. And my friend, after like months of being like, dude, stop being a bitch. Like, you're, I know you're scared. You're not going to get high. Don't worry. So like, I tried just like a drop or two. And, and the way he explained it to me is he's like, you know, I have an attorney friend who's got all this anxiety every day because people's literally like lives are in his hands. He's like, and it's just stressing him out. And he's like, so we started doing it just a little bit every day for like, you know, on for a week and then off for a month. And he's like, and he would wake up and the difference he felt was so subtle, but it was like his first thoughts in the morning weren't, I got this case, I got this guy, this, and like all this, it was, oh, look, that that tree is like blooming and the sun is shining. And it was just like the subtle change in your perspective of kind of just taking a little bit of that edge off and letting you ease into your day. And it made everything at work better, like back to all the stuff we're saying, man. So I'm really curious as now that they're opening up and decriminalizing all these things to see where it goes in the next like three to five years is because I think it's going to be, it's going to open up a huge door for things like mental illness, which people are, they need more than ever now with COVID, man. Yeah, dude, they really do. And, and I'm really glad as well that they're doing it. I mean, like most of the psychedelics are like in stage three of getting approved by the FDA and shit, man. So that's awesome, man. Um, I mean, dude, I, before this year, you know, like I, I, I quit doing all drugs a long time ago. This was, I, I quit doing it. Uh, but I started smoking weed and shit again and do and I microdose with the shrooms and, um, Dude, I tell you what, man, like, here's how I do it. I, I wake up in the day, do my morning routine, and then I go and do my hustle till about 4 p.m. And then I go back to the gym for round two, come back home, have family dinner. Then around 6 p.m. is when this usually happens, give or take, uh, is when I take a hit of weed, just one hit. That's all I need. And, bro, it gets, it helps me, it help, at least right now while I'm still working on my traumas and shit, it helps me get really present and, and dialed in with my family. And then I spend time with them and then we get our home in order. And, uh, and that's how I wrap up my day, man. And then I go back to it the next day and do my grind in the morning, then chill out in the evenings. And I, and I love it, dude. I wouldn't change it. I think it's so interesting how the perception has changed. And especially like, dude, I remember like I was going all over the country for a while, like teaching real estate events and just checking out properties and meeting with people. And the first time I went to Denver, I was, and this is like, that was the only place that it was like weeds legal. And I like, I walked past the front door, like to go into the dispensary, like a few times, like I'm going to go in. And then like, I punked out and I was like, oh, yeah. and then I walked by again, like, what if somebody sees, like, it was like that, you know, like, what if somebody knows I went in here, dude. So I finally went in and I was like, holy shit. Like in the waiting room, it was like an 85 year old grandmother, a young basketball player, a thug, a businessman, like a, a hippie, uh, like a doctor. I was like, everybody Every likes weed, everybody. You know what I mean? Like it was, and it was just, and now, you know, I get, people that are 70, 75 years old, like, oh, it's legal in Chicago. Can you send it to me? So it's just crazy that five years ago it was looked as like, you're a bad person or like, that's a drug you should go to jail for. And now it's like, literally you can get versions of it just online or I don't know. It's just crazy, but they're so quick to give you prescriptions. You know, I don't, I don't have any friends that have ruined their lives because of, of smoking too much pot or taking too many edibles. And I know tons of them that have had destructive, tragic tales from pills. Yeah, bro. Like, don't even get me started on the, on the, on the edibles and the Delta eights, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I take those right. Like, so as I, uh, part of my bedtime routine, you know, everybody talks about the morning routine. The bedtime routine is just as important, bro. But, uh, um, as my bed, a part of my bedtime routine, the, one of the last things I do is I take, take my edible right before I go to sleep and dude, I got a whoop. All right. It's a little, uh, strap that tracks my, my, my heart rate variable and whatnot. It's really fucking cool. But, uh, Anyways, I get the best recoveries and best sleep and have the most time spent in REM and deep sleep. REM heals the brain, deep sleep heals the body physically and spend the most time in those stages when I do the edible right before I go to bed. I get the best sleep possible and I take CBD too. And obviously I'm not a medical person or whatever you got to go holler at. You know, those people, if you're going to do a disclaimer, don't take anything I say. <laughs> I'm just sharing my opinion and my advice, and my experience. But uh, dude, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm so glad that I started doing it because it's helped with my inflammation in my body, my recoveries. I'm able to train harder and just, man, all the way around the board, it's been nothing but positives. Nice, man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, a guy who sponsors this podcast for Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. He's the Navy SEAL out in Hawaii. I'll hook you guys up, man. I'm sure he can send you some stuff, but it's it's done wonders for my body. Like if I forget to take it for I run out of it and I'm waiting for like a new shipment, 
I'll forget and all of a sudden stuff will start to hurt. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Before I started taking this, like my neck, my back, my shoulders. So I just think it's cool, man. There's, there's a ton of new exciting stuff going on that I think is going to help with longevity of helping us kind of do our thing longer in life, which is awesome to think about. Amen. 100%, dude. Nice, man. So talk a little bit about Clubhouse, man, because you were, you and uh, one of my other buddies, Steve Ulster, were two of the guys that when it first started were like, watch what we do here. And you started like doing it. And I, I think you and him were the two guys that I saw just really freaking take off. And you started posting, you were sharing stages with some of like the biggest names, celebrities, all kinds of stuff, getting invited on different things. And you really made a name for yourself on there. And I thought it was really interesting. I was watching the whole thing, or I don't know if you're, you're still doing Clubhouse or not, but talk a little bit about using that, that platform and how that's helped you grow. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I, I was on there for 30 days and got almost to 30,000 subscribers in that amount of time. Sick. And it, it was the shit, dude. And I was jamming. I was happy, excited and meeting, dude. I got to do Like you said, I, that's how I landed a whole lot of interviews on the podcast. Cause I met them through the clubhouse and then slid in their DMS on Instagram. Or <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was awesome, dude. But then I haven't been on there since January. Uh, and the reason why is because, man, I got way too burnt out. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those platforms where you're on there longer, you know, and uh, it was taken away from the things that we set out to do with our quarterly plans. And it was taken away time away from that. And then most importantly, though, <clears throat> the, the straw that broke the camel's back, there's some really cool people there. But there's also just like anywhere, there's also some really lame people and and and, and shady people and, uh, and people that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about and trying <laughs> to give advice on shit and scamming people. And so I'm sitting here all the time, like in these rooms and then like this person's talking and it's like, it's literally was, I was feeding my brain with garbage and I was like, I can't do this shit anymore, man. Like these people have no fucking clue what they're talking about. They're, they're trying to look like they do to look, to impress people that they don't even like. <laughs> to try to be successful, whatever. I was like, I can't do it, man. And so I just quit. I was like, I got to get away from it. And my mental health went back up big time after I got away from that platform. Not hating on it. It just wasn't for me. After It, it was cool for, for uh, there was like that honeymoon period, but then it just, I, it, I, I started, was, was miserable on it. And so I just had to leave. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com. Go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. Which it's hard to scale because like you said, like you have to be the one on it to really get what's out of it. And like, that was like, dude, I'd be doing podcasts with people and I bring it up and they'd be like, I have my phone on underneath my desk while we're doing this. And I'm like moderating a room or like I'm in a room and he's like, I'm just leeching followers. And it literally like, I watched it become an obsession. And for me, I was like, I am already stressed out with not knowing like where to focus and, and consuming too much content. So I just had to make a choice like, Hey man, if, if I miss this, I miss this, but like, it's, it's at the detriment, which, which is I think interesting right now, because, you know, I see you, you have all these different brands, you're doing all this different stuff. You know, you got your Facebook group, you're on Instagram, you have your podcast, you're doing your own personal stuff. How do you pick and choose when and where to engage or not, not even such engage, but, but take in and, and consume content to help figure out what's out there or grow or come up with new topics? You know, that's a really great question. And to be completely honest with you, man, I haven't really consumed much content lately in a long time. Uh, I used to be a big consumer of content when I was like really like getting in the game, but then that's just been going down over time. But I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way because like even though I don't consume content like I used to, I still have mentors and I still have people that I 
that I go to. Me personally, like I can go through a, a, a online course and implement. I used to do that in the beginning a lot, but now I just rather, you know, pay you the bigger money and then get your time and be able to get exactly what I need and the exact feedback, direct feedback, uh, custom feedback, uh, right then and there. So I prefer, you know, having like a, a, a actual mentor, like one-on-one coach or group coaching like that, uh, is how I learn the best, but I haven't really consumed much content lately, honestly, dude. Like I don't even listen to my own podcast. So like, <laughs> I've been grinding, dude. <laughs> Nice. So I think that that's probably healthy because it, it does become a black hole with, you know, just sucking up time between all the differences that you're out there. And then, like you said, man, sometimes you're watching something and halfway through, you realize that the guy has no idea what he's talking about. And it's like, what? Like, why don't I even listen to this? So I've been trying to be a little bit more selective of it and, and really only take it in maybe, you know, everything's recorded now. So like I, st- I took the pressure off of having to get on like live calls, even with mentors. I'm like, is it recorded? I'll watch it after business hours. I'll watch it on weekends and I've been trying to, to peel it off like that. But I do love the idea because still, I mean, to this day, even though I'm somebody that like, like, like yourself, I would mentor people on stuff on real estate. I still am paying for mentors and courses and things to like adjust and, you know, black belt, always, always trying to level up. You never want to be the smartest guy in the room and stop learning. Um, so I'm always looking for ways, not only to help me do things better, but to do things more efficiently and save me time. And, you know, pivoting to what you guys do, how are you helping people at this point in the game? Cause I know you've grown and changed and, and restructured things a lot, but people starting podcasts, people growing podcasts, people wanting to start or grow their brands. Um, and even the the podcast side of stuff, the technical side, the editing, the audio, all that stuff. Talk about kind of what you guys do, how you offer, how you help people, how you work with people. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, man. Um, so uh, what's, it's funny you mentioned because we were talking about the mastermind a little bit earlier. And then um, we're actually killing off the mastermind. Um, and the reason why is... Uh, a couple things. Well, we started running the, the, this is all right. If I go into the story real quick and then go into the. To yeah, the dude, totally. Yeah. Whatever you want to talk about. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Cause I, I know you just asked me a question. I started. <laughs> no, no, I'm good, man. Uh, <laughs> I always do that shit, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the mastermind, we started running the profit first system, which is I read the book profit first and then implemented the very simple system that he has in it. And if you haven't read that book yet and you're uh, an entrepreneur or business owner, do yourself a favor and read that book right now. I wish I'd have read that from day one. Um, it has been an absolute game changer for us. But um, anyways, we started running the profit first system. And uh, in the book, uh, you, you know, he tells like, after you start running the system, we'll start getting to focus more on profitability, which is what all business owners need to do anyways. And sure shit, it's helped us focus on profitability and, and, and getting everything, getting our margins right and getting things out in. Long story short, APA, our mastermind, was not profitable. It was actually eating up money. It was an expense to us. And then, so we could have fixed it, but at, at, we also were like, oh, it was a good time to revisit this. And it was also eating up a huge chunk of our resources as far as like our time and, and whatnot and our manpower and putting it together and coordinating it all. And so we're killing it off. We're doing our last one in two weeks from now uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And then we're probably going to have another one in the future in 2021 or so. But right now we're shifting though, and we're doubling down and pouring all of our resources into mastering podcast advertising, uh, which is something that we started doing a couple months ago. Uh, and we're going to offer that as a service because our perfect client, how we help people, that's the reason why I wanted to explain it all. Um, how we help people is, you know, we can help anybody with, with with building a brand with a podcast, whether you're just getting started in business, aspiring entrepreneur, or you're already crushing it. We have stuff for all that. But our perfect client that we work with is someone like yourself, someone that's already crushing it in business, right? They already have a team put together. Uh they got the money part figured out. Like the money's not the pain point. The pain point is I want to make more impact. I want to grow a huger brand, a larger audience and impact more people. And then also make money through that as well. But I want to grow my audience and branding wise. So we help them build a dominant brand with the podcast. And so that's our perfect client is that guy. And uh, how we help them is we have our production service, which is we produce our podcast for me, do everything from top to bottom, editing, publishing, marketing assets, show notes, you name it, all that. You just record, send it to us, we take care of it. And then we also have a group coaching program for the launch to get you started and show you how to dominate with a podcast. Plus you got our team producing for you. And now we're going to be able to add paid ads. So now 
We can even grow your podcast audience for you and produce it for you. We just need you to fucking record and sell shit on your podcast. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> so nice, man. I think that that's awesome. And uh, I know you put something together for our audience if they're interested in this. I know you were, uh, I appreciate what you did there, but I don't know if you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, we're uh, going to hook your guys' audience up with a special coupon code, uh, A-game for it. Uh, but we got all of our courses, dude. We collectively sell these things. We used to collectively sell them for $7,400. We bundled them all together for 97 bucks now. Uh, and it literally, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get it and literally anything in there, you'll show you how to rank your podcast, become a top 200 rated podcaster, everything you know, how to launch it, how to grow the podcast downloads and the audience, how to interview these big name guests, scripts, the whole system, everything, how to monetize it, all the different ways. I mean, it's a complete package for 97 bucks and with your promo code, uh, A-game, you guys get it for 47 bucks. It's exclusive only here to the A-game audience and they can go get it through your link. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. For anybody listening, obviously all Zach stuff and all that links will be in the show notes as well. If you go on nicknicknick.com slash links under affiliates, you will see the link for the podcast powertrain course in there as well. Thank you so much for doing that. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Cool, man. Now I'm excited about that. It's a great course, you know? And so what are some of the things now that you're, you're focusing on? Cause um, as far as your brand, I know you you pushed out. I just saw some new logos and stuff that were sick, dude. I think that was for the uh, the Alpha Underdog brand. And now you have obviously the powertrain system. And talk a little bit too about uh, Convicted Life because I know you you have a co-host and you guys grow out that podcast and, and you're hitting that sector a little bit because for anybody, if anybody's wondering why I'm not bringing that stuff up, we had a, a long discussion about it. So I wanted to focus on future, not past with this one. So, but if you do want to hear, you have an amazing backstory on that side of it too that they can go back. I'll put the links for our first episode in the show notes as well. Yeah, man, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, convicted life. So, uh, you know, I did over five years of my life in prison, uh, being a knucklehead growing up, not having a chief aim in life, turn my life around uh, to be in my kid's life and, you know, work through many years of struggling, trying to figure this thing out and a lot of, a lot of heartaches and stuff, but then uh, finally broke through and here we are now. So that's like the backstory, really, really condensed version. But um obviously I, I, you know, I got a, 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 a soft spot in my heart uh, for convicted felons. Uh, Cause you know, I met a lot of cool, good human beings while I was there that just made poor choices like myself. And then there's also the scum of earth in there. People that are really <laughs> are just dirt bags, right? Literally it's, you can't, there's literally bad people. There is, there just is. Right. Uh, but there's a lot, there's more good people than there is bad in prison, honestly. And so the current system, though, that the prison system, it's a joke, man. And I'm not making excuses for anybody who goes to prison. You go to prison, that's your own damn fault. You made that decision to go there. Uh, so I'm not taking away any of the responsibility. But the system and the resources that are offered right now is garbage. I mean, dude, everybody listening should be pissed off because all of our money is being wasted. All of our taxpayer money is being wasted to go to pay for these this, this, this junk, man. So anyways, long story short, convicted life is a podcast for convicted felons that are not just any, you know, felon, but you're convicted of living an extraordinary life. Like you are all in on turning your life around and we're giving you all the resources right there to do it. We're showing you through our own experience, our own stories of how we did it. Cause me and my co-host both did prison time, got out and have run successful business now. And we bring on other successful convicted felons showing the real shit. Like, Hey, this is what you really, this is what you're really going to have to do it's going to be hard as fuck but this is what you're looking at and this is how you get through it and so our goal is a nine percent recidivism rate or lower in the u.s uh and that's a huge goal if you look at the recidivism rates across the u.s but that's what we're we're, we're after and we're sticking to it man that's sick man and I, I saw you had some really great guests on there you had a couple guys that were you know going like you said from prison to multimillionaires and real estate and all kinds of other businesses so there's a lot of really great just regrowth and success stories from there that I think regardless of what anybody's going through, even if it's not as extreme as prison, I think hearing those heroes journey, so to speak, stories of people that are down and out and they make a, a choice to go and, and have a future like that, I think is always inspiring, man. Like, and I always like that line that everybody's just a kid from somewhere. And like you said, man, there's good people make bad decisions every day. Some people get caught, some people don't, you know? So it's all about like, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to learn from it? And I think that your all your podcasts and all your guests and everything you're doing are a great testament to that, man. So I, I always listen to hearing you talk and, and I really like watching you grow and learn and make those connections in business because I think it 
all those people that are watching you do that get inspired by it. Dude, I appreciate that, man. For real, it means the world to me hearing you, hearing that from you. Definitely, man. I mean, look who you're rubbing shoulders with, man. I mean, you're splitting screens multiple times with Greg Cardone. You're flying out and interviewing Sean Whalen. I mean, it's impressive stuff, man. You know, for somebody who's going, man, six years ago, I had nothing. I was in prison, you know, and just, I think the accountability and the decisions and the choices that you made to go after it, you're, and you're documenting the whole thing, which I think is an amazing part. Like as much as there's a double-edged sword to social media and technology and just, you know, the good and the bad there. I think the fact that literally for the last like few years, you're able to on a weekly basis, document your process and your growth and the changes in you professionally and personally, I think is just an amazing ride to be on. Thanks, dude. Likewise, dude. That's a, that's a cool thing about having a podcast, isn't it, man? Being able to just share, showcase the whole thing, man. And your audience gets to grow with you, man. That's pretty cool. It really is, man. So I know we talk a little bit about both podcasts. Now we talk about what you're doing with Underdog Empowerment with Powertrain System. What's what's the goal, man, for 2022? What's what Zachary and your brand's going to be doing a year from now, two years from now? Like, what, what's what's the next thing you're setting your sights on to conquer? Dude, I am so like vividly crystal clear, like dialed the fuck in on. I know what the end game. I dude, I know exactly how I want to die. All that shit, like, <laughs> dude, like details, right? Um, the only thing is though, is that as I go on this little journey of, of healing my traumas and shit, man, honestly, that whole thing could change. So I'm prepared for it and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that if it does. Uh, but right now though, as we current stand, this is how I want to spend the next 15 years launching underdog, uh, alpha underdog. That's the evolution of underdog empowerment. It's a lifestyle, a way of life. It's an identity. Uh, and it has a methodology, very simple, nothing, no secret. And I'm giving all that shit away for free, but it's just a methodology on how to live life and how to be not balanced, but have mind, body, soul, relationships, and finance in harmony, working in harmony together, uh, putting the whole thing together. And so I'm super excited about that, man. That's going to be the biggest brand that I launched to date. I'm writing a book on it. Uh, I'm going, I'm dropping 40 K with scribe media and shooting for a New York times bestseller. I'm not doing no little boy shit. I'm trying to go hard, go big. And then what that's going to do launching that book and that mastermind and that movement that will get me to the 20 K to hundred K speaking engagements. Uh, and then I want to do those six times a year, six to 12 times a year. Uh, and my family comes out and sees me murder it on stage, like I always do. And then we go hiking in the nearby nature, whether wherever we're at in the world. But I want to do that now for the next 15-ish years while my kids are this young uh, and they get to see dad kill it. And then they're going to go off and do their own thing. And then that's when I'll probably go even harder in business because then I won't have kids in the house. But uh, that's, that's what I want to do for the next 15-ish years. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I was just actually reading uh, the book by Michael Ian Black. Um, I think it's called A Better Man. And it's literally a book he wrote for his son as like, hey, you're 18 now. Here's all like the life lessons that you should have learned from me or that are going to help you in the future and the mistakes I made and things like that. And I think it's interesting because at this point, his son's almost like that. Everybody keeps asking, like, where'd your son think? He's like, dude, he's 19. He's not going to read the book from his dad. Like he'll read it in 20 years, like after I die or something like that. But your kids are still young and moldable. And I love that you're going through your journey. How much of that is helping kind of pass that on to them as you're learning to correct things because i see on the on the business side like they're they're already entrepreneurial doing stuff that you're posting but you know just mindset wise and as you're learning these different things not only from your own journeys but from the people you're interviewing it how cool is it to be able to pass that on to them while they're still moldable and they can still soak it in you can put them on the right path man it's huge man it's something that i think about a lot i asked tucker max when we had our i went out to his house a couple of weeks ago and uh was he's the guy that got me kind of going down this journey and then I came back for another interview to to kind of dive into it and that was one of the questions I asked right there it was like man going through the shit yourself has it made you a better parent or whatnot and he's like oh yes and he's like man and, and he brought out like little stuff that we do we may not think like it's a big deal but our kids when they're that young you know seven years and younger um, you know, can, they could can be traumatized just by the littlest things, you know what I'm saying? Because all they, like, I'm speaking from like a boy looking up to his daddy standpoint, you know, because there's, you know, it could be a boy and his mom or whatever, but from boy from the city, all, all that boy wants from his dad is his dad's approval, his dad's, you know, love and his dad's, you know, that, 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 that he takes pride in his son or whatnot. And sometimes, you know, 
we don't think that we're we're doing anything bad but like we might yell at our, our son or something like why are you doing like that you you should you know and like just that little way of how you approach it and say the certain thing it might get in their mind that oh i'm a i'm a fuck up or i I'm, i always make mistakes or whatever and then they take on that identity and it shapes and molds them for the next you know however 18-ish years till they start working on this shit themselves and stuff so yeah long story short this I, I'm doing this also though because I want to you know like I said I want to be the best version of me that I can be and which also is be the best dad so I can break any cycles or something bad cycles that have been going on in our generation in our uh, family family tree. I think it's cool, man. And I like watching you do it because I, you know, I think as much as people get on and they say like, Hey, here's what I learned. Here's what I'm doing different to be better. The kids aren't listening to the podcast or soaking it up. They're watching and the stuff you're doing by literally going, I'm taking off Fridays. I'm working 16 hours a week. Like I'm going into the woods by myself. Like that's the shit that matters. That's the stuff that counts. That's the stuff they're going to see. So you actually making a conscious effort and taking action to better yourself and all these things, I think is going to be really cool because that's the difference. You know, a lot of people go there like, Hey, I'm with intention of I'm going to do all these things, but you're, you're literally doing it. And I think that's going to go a long way with them. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, dude. Definitely brother. Well, this has been awesome as always, man. I like to call this the victory lap and kind of wrap it up in a, a couple of final questions. I, I had to restructure it a little bit because you've already answered some of these. So um, one of my questions was going to be, what's your favorite book? But I know last time you said who, not how was kind of your favorite one at that point. What, what these days, I know you, you just, you mentioned one earlier that you like profit first. I think you said it was. Yeah. Profit first is pretty dope. I definitely recommend that uh, for any business owner or anybody that's thinking about getting into business. Uh, it is okay. a must. Uh, so that would be that. And then uh, a personal development book um, would be Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's just a life-changing book, man. If you haven't read it yet, it'll, it'll literally transform your life and the way you look at things. It's, you know, most books got a few gold nuggets. This book is just a transformative book. Like it literally is that effing good. You should go get it. Nice, man. I'm going to check that out. Do you have a favorite quote? Favorite quote? Um, yeah, uh, I'd rather be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in the war. <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that before. That's awesome. <laughs> Out of all the people you've interviewed, is what's like one of the biggest things you've taken away from talking to all these successful people? And not, not necessarily like a business thing, but maybe just some sort of epiphany that really kind of gave you one of those aha moments that was a really a, a big value or nugget after interviewing so many successful businessmen and professional entrepreneurs. Man, the common theme that I see from them all is most of them is that uh they all drive their self-worth from within they don't need external you know pieces to to to, to get their self-worth like they don't need your approval or your your like on their facebook posts or whatever to feel significant they all derive it from within and they all have a crystal clear vision a vivid vision of exactly how their life's going to plan out in every aspect of the game that's sick, man. And one of the last questions is, I I listened to Jordan Harbinger interview Kobe Bryant. And I listened because I thought his story of how he got the interview was really cool. And I was like, you know what? He worked for that. I'll check it out. But I had no interest in Kobe Bryant. You know, I basketball really wasn't my thing. And I, I had a preconceived notion of him. And when I listened to him, I realized I was completely off and it completely turned it around. And I became a huge fan of his because of that. And I was like, man, I had that all wrong. And I should have realized I did because anybody who's that successful wouldn't have the things that I thought of him. Like you don't get to that level by not having humility and persistence and eating shit from time to time. And it was just a really big change for me. Was there any guests that you talked to that you had a preconceived notion or you thought of them, not even in a good way or a bad way, but just a different way that after talking to him for 30, 45, 60 minutes, you were like, wow, like that was not at all what I expected. And it really kind of in a, in a positive way, it turns your whole perspective on them. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm not talking bad about this person at all. Uh, but uh, it's, it's crazy because uh, Michael McCallowicz, the guy that wrote Profit First, um, I was interviewing him and I was talking about another book that he wrote, uh, which is called Clockwork. I haven't even read Profit First yet at the time. But um, I thought he was going to be like super cool. We were going to hit it off, yada, yada. But I think it was probably he just had like a really busy day because as soon as we got on the Zoom, he's like, hey, man, is all right if we wrap this up in like 30 minutes or so? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I think he, he probably just had something going on uh, and it probably just wasn't the, the best day or whatever. So I'm not going to hold that against him or whatever. But that was like I was going into it thinking something completely different. It was like, oh, maybe he's not this like high energy, like 
super cool dude or whatever. <laughs> That's an interesting thing, man, that I, I think people forget sometimes is like there's things I realized I did weird like a couple of times when like the, it's over and you just log off. And now when people do that, when I'm like, oh, no, no, like I'm supposed to say something like there's etiquette that people don't realize sometimes. And, and I know even some of the most seasoned guests that like are on all the kind of things I'll talk to them after and say, you know, they don't know me, you know, but like we kind of talk and they say they're going to come on and they kind of start off like, well, so like, how long do you need? And what do you want to talk about? And then by the end, they're like, I don't know, we got time. And they're like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I didn't really realize, but I was nervous coming in. I was anxious. I didn't know. So I feel like everybody kind of looks a little bit for that of like, Hey, can we do this in 30? And, and I've had that happen sometimes. And then usually like you find that after like, you know, they, something came up or they were having a different day, but that is something that I don't think enough people realize of like being a podcaster. It doesn't matter what kind of day you're having, man. My business could be falling apart right now. And you and I committed to a time, you know, I could have a personal thing. My girlfriend could have just pissed me off, but you have to get up and you have to do it anyway. And, you know, I feel like that's part of business, but I don't know about for you, but for me, even if I'm having a shitty day or a tough time and I get out and I have just like a good talk with you or something, dude, it always helps. It always makes me feel better. I can't think of a single time I regretted jumping on and doing it and just shooting the shit with somebody cool yeah likewise dude same here man i, I, I never went and be like oh i should have never did that podcast <laughs> <laughs> i never have one of those moments ever wanted to play the drums or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers dan lamagna dan lamagna has played in such bands as crown of thorns suicide city biohazard the Real Mackenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world, and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. Cool, man. Well, this has been awesome again, man. You're welcome to come back anytime. I'll post those links and everything. But so in, in final, how do, how do people find you? How do people work with you? Uh, social media, websites, emails, talk about the best ways to, to contact you. Yeah, man, I'll keep it super simple, dude. Uh, the podcast, Underdog Empowerment, is the thing that I'm most passionate about. That's where I get to really just share me and a raw version of that and just, just raw and real, man. So Underdog Empowerment is on almost any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on, but you can go to underdogempowerment.com to make it super easy for you. There's a podcast section right there on the homepage. You just got to scroll down a little bit. Uh, and there's a red button that says subscribe. We got iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whichever one you prefer. Hope to see you guys over there. If you want to connect with me other places, so scroll all the way down to the bottom and all my social medias are there. Underdogempowerment.com. Appreciate that, man. Sick, man. Definitely. Oh, highly recommend it. Obviously, all the stuff you've been doing has been helping me. I think it's awesome, man. You always drop out. Even before we started recording, you started giving me some cool stuff to go check out. So I'm going to do that. I appreciate your time, man. Any final thoughts before I let you go? No, nah, man. It's been a blast, man. High energy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Definitely, man. Always a pleasure. You're welcome anytime. Zachary Babcock, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day.